0: A family Man. Yeah. Welcome to the Family Man show with Todd Wilson. This is the show where we remind dads of what's most important. I'm your host Scott Moore. Thanks for joining us today. Hey Todd, what do we got going on today?
1: Well, Scott, we're going to talk to a guy, a dad, um, in just a few in just few seconds here that I stumbled across him. Uh, I don't know how many years ago, maybe 4 or four maybe four years. Um, I was at Sandy Cove, a camp out, uh, at the, at the headwaters of the Chesapeake Bay in Maryland. And, uh, Reggie, who I'm going to introduce you to in just a second, uh, Reggie was in the pool and we were, I think we were both sitting in the baby pool Yeah. (laughs) he, uh, he was sitting in the baby pool and he's this big guy and, and I'm in there and we're watching our little kids and I, you know, and we just started talking.
0: I'm so glad you were watching uh, your little kids in the baby pool. And it wasn't just two guys hanging out in the baby pool. (laughs) That's
1: true. (laughs) Well, Reggie's a water guy. He was in the pool all the time later. Um, But, you know, we talked and we shared some things. Not not really deep. We were just talking. And we finished out the week. And uh, that was in the summer. In the fall, um, I was speaking somewhere out in, I think, Pennsylvania, out in the boondocks. And... Reggie came up to me. Now I didn't recognize him right away. Uh, he introduced himself and, and then I, of course I knew who he was. Then you got in the and, baby pool and you recognized him. Oh, it's yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't recognize him with his clothes on. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then he said to me, he said, uh, uh, my wife and I are separate. And we talked a little bit, but what kind of echoed in my mind was my wife and I were separated. Now, I, I think maybe I had emailed Reggie a couple times in that and then in the after a couple years. This past summer, uh, we were at Sandy Cove again, and I saw Reggie. And uh, Reggie started telling me a story that he and his wife were back together, and I was just intrigued not by his story necessarily, but by his heart. And Reggie, before I let you go um, and go with your story, Uh, It's good having you And just tell us about your family Tell us how many kids you have And uh, how long you've been married Where you live
2: Okay, so we have uh, seven children Uh, uh, We've been married now for 16 years I shouldn't hesitate That's the bad thing, right?
1: Can we we edit that part?
2: (laughs) 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 We live in Allentown, Pennsylvania Uh, And uh, I guess that's pretty much it, right? Right. So so tell me, you know, how about tell me at
1: that point when I saw you out in the boondocks, I don't even know where that was um, when you said, OK, my wife and I are separated. What led to that?
2: Well, uh, it's funny. Hindsight is always twenty-twenty. If you would have asked me that question uh, uh, that day that we saw each other, I would have had a different answer. But looking back, um, my wife had lost her mother. Uh, I believe it was May of of that year. And I think we saw each other. Uh, at Sandy Cove in July, and then of course, I saw you. I think it was late August, maybe September, right, right. maybe even on the first of October. Yeah, yeah, so that was the catalyst, if anything. Um, uh, and what I had the Lord had revealed to me uh, again, having hindsight, was that uh, she was at a weakened state. our home her, our children were at a weakened state state, having mourning the loss of our of our you know her mom, uh, the children's grandmother.
1: And, and then, so, you know, what took you to the point? What did she say? I mean, she it, the, when it came to a head, what happened?
2: Well, so, at a weakened state, um, where I've faltered in my fulfilling my responsibilities, I didn't create a protective environment. It was business as usual, and we homeschooled seven children, and, uh, and uh, my, wife, my daughter and I had a huge argument. I mean, it, there was tension. As a matter of fact, we... It, it revealed the the, the the weaknesses in our home and our marriage, and the enemy basically capitalized and and just uh, just exploited those those areas. Uh, so we had a big fight, my oldest daughter and I, and it, it was probably one of the worst ones ever. It didn't turn physical, but it, oh boy, it came close to it. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, she was a teenager, <laughs> so that uh, kind of summarizes mm-hmm. it. Uh, and. So that stress, that tension, was just too much for my wife to endure in that season, and simply said, "Not just me, but both of you have to go. <laughs> Find somewhere. I don't know where." And uh, you know, of course, I resisted, and and it was about a two week uh, time frame where it was like, "Well, no, I'm not going, and don't have a place to go." And okay, I'll find a place, and, and kind of found a place. And long story short, I find myself renting a room in uh, downtown Allentown. Mm. But that's not the end of the story, you know? I mean, that's really just
1: the beginning of the story. What happened then? Because I assume you kind of come to a crossroads that really all dads here, you know, all husbands here. Because I, we probably, if you've been married for any length of a time, any time, your wife has said at one time, I just can't take this anymore, you know? So... <laughs> You decided not to just disappear into the sunset.
2: Oh, not at all. Uh, I pride myself on being a man of God. And that ultimately means I just wholly depend upon him and have. And the heck, our testimony prior to that experience was just an incredible one. Uh, So I found myself in that, you know, in that room praying, crying out to God. And I said, I remember some specific prayers. And that was one was, God, I need to hear you and not in your still small voice. I need to hear loud and clear. <laughs> uh, I have seven children uh, in you know, the West End of Allentown and I'm here, we're, we're this close to becoming a statistic. And and we're an African American family, and uh, this is not what I want for my family. And I, and the Lord revealed to me that I was, you know, what I was dealing with. And God is a, he's a physician because, I believe, he wants to make a proper diagnosis so that it could be a proper remedy. And the diagnosis was, again, we were dealing with generational curses. Uh, you know, it was spiritual warfare spiritual battle and i had to uh, deal with it spiritually even still being the spiritual leader uh miles away from my home to mm. cover my home and protect it so that was done in prayer and some practically you know, i prayed romans six of my wife memorized it and and but, well let me first start by saying i had to repent <laughs> right. I repent for falling short and not fulfilling my responsibility uh, in, in my Try,
1: home. Hey, R- Reggie, just really specific, you know, because I know some dads are out there who are right where you are, right where, where you were. What did God reveal? What did he say? He said, OK, here,
2: Reggie, the problem's not with your wife. The problem's with you. Uh, <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, it's the first thing. And, and I'm shaking my finger at God. And he said simply, you didn't fulfill your role and responsibility and in and, 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 and being protector and providing a protective environment and and here she is and needing a protector and you didn't fulfill that role now she has to take on the responsibility of protector to protect herself Mm. and and of course not made to fulfill that role it it looked and took the form of a separation Uh, one of the things she showed me was these were just simply coping mechanisms to deal to cope with the stressful environment uh, so that helped me first repent, but also helped me extend grace to my wife. She wasn't my enemy, and I needed to have that in my heart in, in how I engaged her going forward. Because some dads, some husbands do see their wife as
1: the enemy, and and I remember one time my wife and I were having this conversation, and I got real, you know, kind of quiet because she was just like bombarding me with, I felt like all these things about me. And I, she said, why are you being quiet? And I said, well, I don't know. You just said a lot of hard things. And she said, did you think that it was about you? It's about us. And, uh, and, and you, and you did that. So what do you, what, as a first step, I assume you didn't walk in the front door and said, honey, God's revealed to me. I need to be your protector.
2: I'm back. <laughs> you didn't do it that way, right? No, no. I, uh, I, I repented to her. Well, at first to God, asked for forgiveness, I, 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 definitely uh, treaded cautiously and lightly with concerning her and what I said uh, not to try to manipulate her, uh, it was definitely any interaction had to be sincere from the heart. So I did confess that the Lord showed me, I blew it, I blew it and this is how I blew it. And, you know, uh, I'm here and when you're kind of, you know, we have to do this together. Uh, when you're ready to l- allow me back in, you know, okay, I'm here. Uh, I, however, I'm going to push a little, <laughs> but not, mm-hmm. but be very gentle in that. So, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it, I'm coming back. <laughs> I've, right. I'm not going in and, and I would make sure I would stop by the home and, and interact and, and have some involvement, if not daily, uh, you know, every other day and definitely, um, on the weekends. So what did you do? What did you do when you
1: were living in that apartment or place and, and you weren't with your wife, you couldn't tell her anything. What did you do in your life?
2: Well, I got healthy. Because the Lord showed me that, uh, you know, our home was unhealthy, and and He used that word because prior to that, I think the word I used to use was, you know, God wants us to be perfect and whole, but that's not a it's not a good word. to Use the word healthy. So I began to focus on being healthy, and uh, it is funny because during that time I was taking an intro to psychology class, and God used that to show me how there's some um, uh, root causes. You know, the origin, of course, is the Word of God. Uh, but he used some practical application to show that I need to address some, some, some root issues in my life so that I can be healthy and, and bring my marriage to a healthy place and, of course, our home to a healthy place. So I began to pray, began to exercise, believe it or not, mm. physical exercise. I was uh, you know overweight, so I lost a ton of weight. Uh, and then prayer and fasting helped that as well. I called a, a a prayer meeting with some brothers in Christ. I knew I couldn't do this alone, and I wasn't going to try and do it alone. Hmm. Uh, so uh, I reached out and some brothers in Christ. And believe it or not, after that prayer meeting, I believe the next day my wife contacted me, and and we had a um, uh, we had a, a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, we had a moment of intimacy, and it was just like wow, God, wow, and and so we were on our way. And it just a you know it was just a matter of time and and walking through it, and we also had some counseling. It was a secular counselor, so we mm-hmm. kind of almost had to filter his things. But one of the things the Lord used him was in in was a. Uh, uh, getting us to talk about the issues. Uh, we both acknowledge that. So sometimes he would say things, and it'd be like, "Okay, okay, that's not that's not Bible." We both know that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but but he was still able to be used by God to get us talking about the tough uh, areas in our marriage. So you know what were uh, you know
1: from her because she could probably voice the 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 thoughts of lots of of wives. What what did she feel like you were not protecting her in?
2: Uh, well, we, when when we when we spoke about it, when she got to share from her perspective, she just said she just couldn't take it anymore, and she felt like she was just had a, you know, gonna have a nervous breakdown, for oh. lack of a better word, uh, and which has helped to, you know, for me to confirm that, uh, you know, it, it should have been more of a, uh, uh, you know, batten down the hatches, shut, you know, let's let's eliminate. You know, as many extracurricular activities as possible. Let's just de stress our home as much as possible and just for a season, however long Mm -hmm. that season needs to be. So that was what was communicated to me through her.
1: And that's part of the protecting by, because I'm just guessing, you know, maybe she couldn't say no to some of these things. She needed you to say no to some of these things. Exactly.
2: Exactly. To see that. You know, to be in tuned enough in my home, we're called to know the condition of our flock. So to, to know the condition and therefore with exercise wisdom and say, OK, guys, uh, you know, no flag football this season, which does, it's not the end of the world if we take a, uh, you know, a, a, a season off and know, th- you know, no this, know that. And let's just let's just let's just sleep in. Let's just relax and and you know no activities, which mm-hmm. is which is a good thing. You know, busyness is Satan's uh, uh, one of his weapons, in my opinion. So she she allowed you back in your home. So what about I think it, about three months, mm-hmm. and it's funny. Um, one of the things the Lord showed me, and I thought He was showing me this for my oldest son, uh, was just the, I call it the. Process that of courtship and how you should, uh, you know, first meet uh, your wa- your wife or wife to be, mm-hmm. and then when you get married and you need to have a season without any children of really, you know, just securing that bond and that's where that love and intimacy mm-hmm. is developed. Well, believe it or not, he was showing that for me in my home because God is our mm-hmm. redeemer, so He actually redeemed a time. Because again, long story short. We, um, I got saved in '99, and we actually had two children before I got saved. So we had two children out of wedlock, and mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of, uh, you know, baggage. Prior to that, so uh, you know, we uh, we went through the process of God kind of even redeeming our marriage, redeeming our relationship, and we 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 went into we basically started a honeymoon <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> while we were separated, and it was mm-hmm. just amazing, and we were having a ton of fun. S- funny part was when we when I moved back in, it kind of almost went away for a moment there, and it was like, hey, wait, maybe I should maybe I should move back out. <laughs>
1: Because it does, you know, I mean, because I I see a lot of husbands who, you know, the fear of losing their families is a good motivator. And even, you know, I've seen it in my own life. When my wife is at a low point, I try really hard. But then when things get better again, it's easy
2: to fall back into those old patterns. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And so we, we, uh, we simply began to practice, you know, we Stay with the counseling. And what we did every every time we went uh, counseling and I believe it was weekly and if not weekly, uh, we, we we did a date night afterwards. Mm. And, and the date night is where we would kind of talk about what we talked, you know, what the, the counselor talked about and the, the principles. And uh, so we began a date weekly. You know, and something we didn't do prior to all of this going on, because, again, we're just too busy, which is unacceptable. But
1: a a protector says we're going to have a date weekly and it makes it happen, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because even my wife, she would say the same thing. She goes, I just need some time with you. And I'm like, well, we're so busy. And she goes, well, you should have made time. Oh my! Like, Ow, that hurts. <laughs> well, you know, Reggie, you when we were around uh, the pool the second time, and Reggie is a pool guy. Um, you you mentioned you mentioned a phrase. You said, you know, I just you either said I spoke truth into her life or I prayed truth into her life. Um, you know that that intrigues me. What do you what do you mean by that? How do you you know how how do I do that? You know how do you. Explain to me what that is so I can do it.
2: Well, so I did it in prayer first. The Lord showed me that life life and death is in the power of the tongue, as we know, the scriptures, and showed how I was speaking death over my marriage, whether it was in her face uh, or—and it wasn't like, uh, you know— Ne- you know, all you know, altogether negative, bad things. But it was right. just not life-building, encouraging things. Mm. It was tearing her down, and so. Uh, and whether it was in prayer with God and the Lord showed me that I had taken on, you know, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He stands before God accusing us of our sin. And it's, you know, stuff that we've really done. He's not lying. He's, he's telling right. the truth. We are, we have sinned. Well, I was doing the same thing. And God was like, well, you know, you've actually taken Satan's job. He, he doesn't have to do, you're doing Satan's job for him. Wow by accusing your wife to me. Mm -hmm. And oh boy, I was. And so I began to to repent of that and speak life. So I I, I began to uh, pray Romans six on behalf of my wife. So for example, it says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? That's verse one. I would say, what shall we say then? Shall Terry continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall she who died to sin live any longer in it? I began to do on her behalf as the priest of my home, what she couldn't do in her in her weakened state, which is what my responsibility was. Then I also began to there were some positive character traits that I wrote down on a sheet of paper and speak those. Terry is beautiful. She is we are united. We are, I would just speak those in in our prayer in my prayer time. And and then I would ask God to help me to speak life to her directly. And in our time when we're on the phone and where we interact, I would just, you know, mm-hmm. just speak life. You know, you you're an amazing mother. And and it had to be sincere. It couldn't be mm. fluff. Uh so you know, I, I can't think of exactly. Uh, but for, sure. it would just be just speaking those positive character traits over her.
1: Now, did she believe you at first? I mean, did she say, Oh, whatever, or or did it affect her immediately?
2: I believe so. I believe so. It's funny. Um Uh, because I remember the first time we kind of, you know, we had an intimate moment. She just said, don't say anything. Just don't talk. (laughs) Because she was struggling internally with the guilt of, because again, but I had put her in that position. I kind of had to let her know, listen, I forced you to do what you did. See, when we don't fulfill our responsibility as men, and this is what the Lord showed me, it forces the women to act in a role in which they're not made to act in. There are certain character traits, the character qualities of God that are in us and certain are in the women. And naturally, by by nature, we can do them, you know, we provide her. And not that a woman can't provide, but we're—that's that, just an innate character trait that God has put in us, that is of Him, and that's how we glorify Him. So when when uh, I don't fulfill that role and responsibility, it, it makes her kind of have to step in, and sadly, I think that's where so many marriages are are faltering.
1: Mm. Well, I'll tell you, you know, the journey you're on. I mean, there's so much to learn because I know, you know, it is embarrassing. Like you said, you know, your wife felt guilty for kicking you out um, because then you have to go to church and you have to face all these people. um, And it does feel embarrassing and feels embarrassing. Like this father of seven kids, you know, who looks like, man, what a great family. And all of a sudden you have to admit that maybe we're struggling a little bit. But the, the success or the secret is in... Is in being real to those other people, right? Amen.
0: Hey, uh, Reggie, you know, I'm just in here listening, and that, that powerful thing to me is I keep thinking, well, where's the big the big event that wrecks it? Because you hear all these other stories like, oh, he had an affair, or oh, he was abusive and beat his wife up, or oh, he was on drugs or something. and And in all those other stories that you hear about, you know, men having affairs and whatever, it's like... That was the event. It's like, oh, well, he just up and decided to have an affair one day. I think, if I may be so bold, I think you're demonstrating what it looks like, what all those other stories look like up to the point where then they decide to go have an affair. But all we ever hear about is, oh, he had an affair. But you didn't do that. You went and, you know, you and your wife decided, hey, let's separate and let God work on us. And it's like, man, you went through the hard part of actually working through this. You know,
2: no, it's so true. Yeah. That
0: just, it, I'm, I'm just like, wait, this doesn't sound like your normal marriage breakup story. It sounds like every other normal marriage where you know we're <laughs> all, I mean, because we're all so close to that where it all could just time. blow up, you know. Right. And Satan's looking for any opportunity to to do this to us. It could happen. And it, I mean, that's just man, I'm. I'm just in awe. This is <laughs> great
2: stuff. F- funny you say that. That's that's so true. And and I so, I I kind of said that. I said I'm not out there. I'm not drinking. I'm not, you know. There's there's no uh, adultery. I'm a good man. I'm providing. i right. have got my issues. Believe you me. Uh, but I'm yeah, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm in. I'm involved with men's groups. Accountability. I'm doing all these things. That uh, you know, to to get better and intentionally working at it. And yet I ended up here. and I, and I remember saying that to her once, and there was another couple, and the they weren't even married, but their the boyfriend slash fiance slash common law husband, I believe, <laughs> was just abusive. Continue for years, and at the time we separated, it had come out that he was actually, you know, uh, entertaining uh, you know, some other. He had contacted some other girl and mm-hmm. a woman, and 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 she's sharing. My wife is sharing this with me, and I'm listening to this, and the whole time i was like, wait a second, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that guy. And, and, yeah, look and, at him and, and then look at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and here I'm 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 living here on Sixth Street. Sixth Street, and, and so it was funny, and it looked back and and but yet I was a man of God, mm. and my responsibility was such. And bottom line is, and by God's grace, I'm grateful that He allowed it to go any further. So it wouldn't have been something as drastic as a, you know, pushing it to adultery. Cause again, there were challenges in our marriage prior to then. There were intimacy issues prior to then, And we're at a place now that is truly a dream that is truly uh, uh, more than I could have ever imagined it being. And maybe it took, and maybe
1: God used all that, not just maybe God used that to make your marriage what he wants
2: it to be right now. Oh, absolutely. We, 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 I say that we have to go through what we went through to get to where we are now right. no 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 going around it we had to go through it
1: well I'll tell you just from my little vantage point uh I saw Reggie and his wife Terry together and and uh they play really well in fact they have the, they made this big human foosball court it was amazing <laughs> and and Reggie and his wife were animals out there. They were just,
2: my kids are like,
1: man, he plays really hard. <laughs> and he does play
2: really hard. Well, we, you know, just to reiterate, we, we got healthy and um, emotionally, but also physically. We, we exercised together. She's running and training for 5Ks, 10Ks and desires to train for half marathon. So we are just getting healthy all around. And that's, that's the, 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 the word over our home and our marriage and our family.
1: Well, I think too, uh, Reggie, you know, I mean, I think sometimes we're, we're fearful of our kids seeing what's going on. And like for, in your case, you know, it was kind of put out there, um, for them all to see, but, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't damage them. It really strengthens them. I mean, like your son, because our children are going to find themselves in similar situations and your kids saw that dad didn't give up. That dad came back. You know, the dad worked to woo his wife. Like you said, you know, even in a courtship kind of thing, you courted your wife again. And what a powerful lesson for your children to watch.
2: I thank you. I appreciate that. I, um, our church caught wind of our testimony um, and actually videotaped me mm-hmm. uh, giving the testimony and played it on uh, Good Friday of this year. And um, my oldest daughter was there. So after they showed the video, my my uh, Simeon, my 13 year old, came to me and he just uh, he just said how proud he was of me. It gave me a hug. I mean, it was amazing. My oldest daughter, who kind of you know we had that big fight, she just broke down and we were mm. sloppy tears and snot rolling, <laughs> hugging each other, and it was just. Yeah, God is, oh my goodness. (laughs) I've coined the phrase, I'm learning more and more about how to get out of God's way. Mm. Uh, You know, when I first became a Christian and prior to this, heck, we had been, I had been Christian for maybe 12 years prior to all of this happening. And when I first became a Christian, I went through what my wife calls a holy roller phase of life where I dove into the Word head mm-hmm. first. I was fasting, memorizing tons of scripture. I've actually been through two 40-day fasts mm. and became very, oh, my goodness, I was a Pharisee. became very <laughs> self-righteous. You know, if, if things are going wrong, maybe you need to fast more or uh, <laughs> right, you right. need to memorize more scripture, you know, spend <laughs> more time in prayer. So... <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I got a wake up call. And, uh, you know, so I was going through the process of God kind of bringing me down, and bringing me, you know, uh, back to being more of a regular guy, but who loves God. Mm-hmm. Now go and live your life and build relationships with your wife, your children and others.
1: Well, Reggie, as we kind of close this down, um, you know, there's a guy listening out there, maybe a bunch of guys who uh, are where you were. They're living on 6th Street or whatever street you mentioned. And what would you tell them to do?
2: Fight. To lock arms with other true men of God. Ask God to provide that if you don't have that. But fight. Uh, You know, Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And he does it by our lack of knowledge. And if we simply understood who we are in Christ and the power of God that is available to us, we understand that we already have the victory. And that greatest, the, the, one of the greatest weapons or the greatest weapon in our uh, fortua, if you may, is, is love. That's the greatest, most powerful weapon we have that we can use in this battle. And uh, and it's amazing when we use it properly without any ill motives, uh, the, the results. And again, what's happening now is just simply miraculous in our home and our family. Mm.
1: Hmm. Well, Reggie, thanks for joining us. I know uh, a lot of dads have been encouraged. And I know, Scott, I don't know about you, but that was the first time the word Fortoir has ever been used on the show. I
2: hope I used it properly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, <trying> well, to... <laughs> well I'll, I'll Google it after we're done here. Um, but thanks for uh, being with us, Reggie. And I know the battle just continues, not just for you, but for all of us. And uh, I hope you were as encouraged as I was. Thanks again for, for being on, Reggie. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, Scott, I don't know about you, but I was encouraged. Um, You know, my wife and I have not come to that point. But I can tell that there are times where my wife needs me to be her protector. And she needs me to speak words of life into her. Um, And I'll tell you, I know there are a lot of dads. And I know you probably felt that way, Scott, where you just feel like, you know, where they're telling us how lousy we are and you just want to kind of go, well, fine, fine. You know, what? I'll show you lousy like mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, the guys who have the affairs or have the whatever. I think sometimes they just they quit trying with their wife and they just think maybe it'd be easier with someone else. And of course, the answer to that is it isn't. So don't do it. Um, it just gets worse.
0: I think this message is so powerful I'm, to all the guys listening. Share this with every guy, you know, if they've never even heard of the family man show like this message needs to get out there, because I think there are marriages all over the place that are right where Reggie and his wife were, but don't know it and aren't going to figure it out until one of them has an affair or something like that. Right. And if man, if people could to see this and it's like a mirror reflecting it, you, like, wow, maybe I need to take a look at what I'm doing, you know. And not get to that point.
1: And you know, for Reggie, it was three months, and and that doesn't seem very long. Um, I know some of the guys listening right now, uh, maybe you've been at it for a year or maybe two years. I don't know. Don't give up. You know, I don't know how long it takes. It's not the same for everybody, but don't give up. Keep fighting for your marriage. Keep fighting for your wife because she needs you to fight for. Her.
0: Well, you know, and the other great lesson I think in there is that it's. I think it's so devastating when you go the other route, the normal route, and when you hit that point where things are falling apart, and then you choose to do that extra thing like have an affair or something, because it's almost impossible. It's not impossible, but it's a lot more difficult to come back from that than it is to restore your marriage from, from before you do the affair, you know? You're right,
1: you're right. And we're all in the same boat together. I just got a, an email from uh, David Allen, uh, who's from Melbourne, Florida. He had written and said, you know, he writes this nice email and he says, you know, being a dad is no easy task. It helps to know uh, that others struggle. Our, our struggles are not unique. And dad, your struggles are not unique. We've all faced them. We're all in the same boat because it's a dad sized boat. It's a husband sized boat. And but you can't give up. You can't take a vacation. You can't slough it off. You can't hope it's going to go away because it won't. You need to be the protector, be the provider, keep fighting for your marriage because you did Dad.
0: And that's our show for this week, folks. Thanks for joining us on The Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. If you have a question for the show, email Todd at familyman at familymanweb.com. And, hey, we want to give a special thanks to Reggie Romaine for joining us today. And if you have a question for me, guys, you can email me at scott at unsocializedmedia.com. Go to familymanweb.com. Go to the store and get your You to Dad daily calendar for 2016. And thanks for joining us, dads. Keep praying for Todd. He's on the road. And we'll have a special two-part episode the next two weeks. And we'll check in with Todd on the road, so don't miss it. Thanks for joining us, dads. Have a great week.